Hi everyone and welcome to Tom Sawyer Tuesday, May 2nd, 2017. Have you ever looked closely at something and felt like it changed from your gaze? If not an object, then perhaps a person? Or the reverse, have you ever been looked at, seen, or observed, and then felt suddenly changed or transformed? This week, I would like to delve deep into one of the subtleties of transforming our awareness and fine-tuning our sense of purpose in life, how it occurs, what are the signposts, and what do we notice? Sounding far out? Well, it should, because this week we'll be talking all the way from left field, literally. Monday afternoon I was punching out journals in the Walk and Talk studio, gazing out over the treetops and observing the pearls of light on Lake Michigan. The air was heavy with wonder and question as I pondered an equation that felt like a labyrinth of possibility. When opportunity knocks, you take it, Greg Reed. Just then I heard my phone ring. It was a friend from Prosperity Camp, a group I had attended on a whim in Palm Springs this year and seemed to be altering the course of my career in a magical way. Call this guy. He has an extra ticket to the Cubs game today. I read the text and quickly realized possibility was presenting itself. The last thing I wanted to do was leave my workshop, though. Not even for all the tea in China. When I get my head into something, I'm usually set on doing it. And this particular afternoon, all I wanted to do was work and write. My head spun around as I thought for a moment. I then gazed at the porcelain frog in my bathroom, just like the one in my grandmother's house. I heard her voice say, All work and no play makes for a dough boy, lovey. Maybe it's a good opportunity to grab a view, I thought. A view? Yes, a different perspective. I knew the gentleman I was being introduced to came highly recommended from an all-star friend of mine, and this was actually a golden opportunity disguised as a ball game on a rainy night. I looked at my phone and called the guy up. Hello, he said. We broke into a great chat about Prosperity Camp, our mutual friend, and life. While the answer was simple, I still resisted. Gosh, you know, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity. I just have so much going on, I said. That's all right, he said. I took a deep breath and thought to myself, just relax. The work will get done and the story will get written. Opportunity is knocking at the door. Are you going to answer or what? I thought to myself. Wait, you know what? I would love to go tonight if that's all right. You bet. Come on by whenever, he said. I'll see you, I'll see you at a quarter to seven, I confirmed. On the way over, I thought about a book I had been reading called Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. Coincidentally, my grandmother gave it to me two years before she passed. It seemed cliche and spent the first two years on the shelf, but before one day, I discovered its value. Feeling like now was a good time to pick it back up, I did. There's an old man that lives on a peak and occasionally comes back down to the valley to chat with a young man that lives there. When the two are together, the boy discovers the peak and realizes that when you remember to apply what you learn on the peak while in the valley, you find a peak. And when you forget, well, you find a valley. I couldn't help but chuckle to myself as I pulled up to the gentleman's beautiful house and felt like I was the character in the novel going to talk with the wise old man on the peak. Appearing as if out of nowhere, he emerged from a sidewalk overgrown with tree limbs. His head bobbed up from under a branch and said, Hey, I'm Chuck. An honest, outstretched hand awaited me. I grabbed a hold of it and said, It's nice to meet you, Chuck. I'm Nathan. We walked steadily pacing toward the stadium. As we walked, the rain came down, but neither one of us seemed to mind. Arriving at the box office, we picked up the tickets and swiftly made our way to our seats. The game was delayed, though our conversation seemed to, er to, to have an early start. Skipping the fluff, bypassing the beer counter, hot dog stand, and the rest, we got straight into chewing the cud. I told him, 
about my various projects and the madness of everything I was working on, the stream of possibility that seemed to just keep pouring into my path, and the incessant propensity to keep it all moving forward. Wait, he said, you write a story every week to 2,000 people and it's called Tom Sawyer Tuesday? That's right. It's named after this journal here, and while it doesn't always come out on Tuesday, I do my best to get it out every week, I said. That's great. What if you started to think like Tom Sawyer with everything else you were doing? He told me about his daughter that went to a special type of school that welcomes student exchange. I told him I had coincidentally been invited to speak there a year ago, and that three years ago I met a teacher from the International School of Prague in a dark pub in Europe who invited me to talk with 40 seniors in a senior advisement group. I feel like I'm doing all of this to tell a great story one day, but really, I have this feeling that I'm turning into a writer. The reason I started into business was a was to spread a message about personal growth through travel. Literally, I was staining paper with coffee on my rooftop in Buenos Aires with a dream that one day the journals could walk and talk. And now, I feel like it's time to talk directly about the message, to encourage kids and people to learn languages, build niches abroad, and create yourself with a trip. Well, maybe that's what you should do then, Nathan, he said. I looked off into the distance, not paying much attention to the scoreboard, and said, Say, we should take a picture and send it to Todd, our pal. Yeah, write him, freezing our asses off, wish you were here, Chuck laughed. Only those who keep going can truly know how far you can go, T.S. Eliot. As we retired the night and said our goodbyes, a lightness flowed through my body, like the weight had been lifted and the confusion dispersed. My mind wandered to the scene in a movie from the 1990s called Angels in the Outfield. They gave the world something to believe in, the trailer narrated. I sat watching in my car. Just call me Al. No one can see me or hear me but you. Why me, the little boy says. You ask for help. We come. We go. It's an as-needed situation. I'm Vapor. Keep your nose clean and your heart open. The angels are out, Sonny. We'll be in touch. A tear formed in the corner of my eye. That's true, I said to myself. Stepping out of my car, I grabbed my longboard from the back seat and dared to ride down all the way from the fifth floor, something I'd never attempted. Smiling, screaming, and laughing, I made it to the bottom, feeling like, like I'd just conquered a double black diamond on a ski slope. The next day, sitting up in the Sears Tower, stroking my keyboard, it hit me. Invite the good into your life with an open heart and an open mind, and the rest will take care of itself. Whether you're feeling alone or confused on the rocky path of life, remember to keep inviting the good people in and to say yes when fear wants you to say no. After all, yes equals success, eventually. Yours truly, Nathan. Get lost to find yourself. And as always, thank you for listening.